It is side piece time. Side piece on a Tuesday. Well, actually, is this on a Tuesday? Yes. Okay. These are all September. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because don't forget, guys. <laughs> so, in October, I'm like, what we're just doing a post all now? the time. It's going to be very confusing, yeah. very chaotic. Yeah. Thank you for being here. Thanks for this following along. <laughs> the Witch's Magic Murder and History Podcast. And I think I'm Kara. <laughs> probably Megan. Okay. So, real quick, we want to talk about something before we get into the story. Yes. We received a note from, if you guys remember our episode, um, our side piece episode, it was the Terry Todd wedding side piece. Yes. I don't even remember what date that was. 61. Yeah. Brooke story. That was just incredible. Yeah. Um, we received a note from Terry Todd wedding's sister Mm -hmm. and she objected to Terry Todd's story and particularly his mental illness being exploited for anyone's financial or emotional gain. And so we have added that information to the show notes. And we did record a very short five minute episode that came out last week to discuss exploitation and our feelings about true crime as a genre. Mm -hmm. So you can go listen to that to get a little more information on our feelings. We discussed taking the episode down, but we think it's such a powerful story. It's amazing to see what one person can do with the life they're given. Right. And Um, we also wanted to keep it out there that mental health is so very important. Right. And if care of yourselves, if we've ever seemed insensitive to mental health, that's not at all. Yeah. That would be our bad for not communicating well, because let me tell you, I'm very, very, very sympathetic of mental health. I understand that it's a thing. I have a member of my family with some very serious mental health issues above and beyond. I think the norm. Right. I think everybody in the world should be in therapy. And I also think that our healthcare system, at least in our country and maybe other places in the world too, but I'm not as well versed in that. It's not set up to help people who have really severe mental illness. Yeah. You're basically just biding your time and hoping a big tragedy doesn't happen. But if a tragedy does happen, that's the only way that person's ever going to get real help or a place to go. Yeah. So those are the words that we have to say about that. We love all of you all for listening. Yes, so very much. And we, as always... It is never our intention to exploit or offend anyone. No. Okay. Now. On to your episode. Okay, guys. I am doing this side piece on the toxic lady or the toxic woman, as she was known. It is a Gloria Ramirez in Riverside, California. So in 1994, she was 31 years old. She was admitted to the emergency room with late stages of cervical cancer issues. Mm. Um, She was super confused when she got there and she was suffering from something that I can't pronounce. and Tachycardia. Yeah. I think that is... Uh, like a regular heartbeat, rapid heartbeat. Oh, I yeah. feel like I've read that somewhere before. Okay. Yeah. Hey. I. She is Megan, not a medical professional. Megan is now a licensed <laughs> medical professional. <laughs> All um, of our stories are based on the facts we have available at the time, <laughs> and these are our opinions. Yes. Uh, so she was also uh, suffering from like strokes and respiratory issues. The medical staff decided they were going to give her diazepam. Lorazepam, some other Zepams <laughs> to sedate her just because she was struggling so much. Mm-hmm. Then they were like, oh shoot, she's not responding. Um, so they tried to like resuscitate her heart, like use the defib- defibrillator. So at that point, 
a lot of people started seeing this like oily sheen on her body. And then they were like, this is weird. There's a weird like fruity garlicky smell that's coming from her mouth. And they're like, we don't know what on earth is happening. Yeah. Um, so then a registered nurse, Susan Kane, tried to draw blood from her arm, uh, from Ramirez's arm, and noticed an ammonia-like smell coming from the tube that she was pulling the blood into. Soon after drawing the blood, it was reported that that smell started to fill the room. Ammonia? Yeah. That nurse, Susan, passed the syringe on to a medical resident, Julie Gorchinsky, who noticed a manila-colored particle floating in the blood. Mm. So then at this point, Susan fainted, and she was removed from the room. They probably were like, somebody get this girl out of here. (laughs) Somebody's like, she can't handle this. Yeah. So then Julie began to feel super nauseous, and they were like, what is going on? Can you all not handle this? I'm sure they were like, I'm sure. Yeah, Yeah. we don't have time. She kept saying she was lightheaded. She left the trauma room. She sat at a nurse's desk. And then a staff member asked her, are you doing okay? And then she fainted. So then Maureen Welch, who was a respiratory therapist, was in the trauma room. She passed out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So we've got one nurse, one resident, and yes. a respiratory therapist. Yeah. So out. everybody's freaking out. Super sick. The doctors ordered the staff to evacuate all emergency room department patients to the parking lot outside the hospital. Well, that seems safe and sterile. Safe and real sterile. Um, So then 23 people became ill, five of which were hospitalized. So then they had what they said was a skeleton crew stay behind to stabilize Gloria. So she she wasn't taken out. No, they kept her in her room. Like, I wonder, though, if she should have been like to get her out in the air instead of an enclosed space. Yeah. But, but I guess they don't know what they're dealing with. Right. And then at 8.50, after 45 minutes of CPR, um, she was pronounced dead from kidney failure related to the cancer. Wow. Yeah. The mysterious illness that the medical staff experienced was uncertain, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody knew. So it said early medical reports suggest that the nurses and doctors were poisoned by the fumes that were admitted from the dying woman's body. Oh, my God. So it said many of the symptoms resembled poisoning, like a class of chemicals used in pets, pesticides and chemical weapons. That's what they said that, like, the poisoning seemed, like, the symptoms seemed right. like it was from to go that. along with that. Yeah. But coming from her body, a chemical weapon or pesticide? Yeah. So the county health department called in California's Department of Health and Human Services. They brought in two scientists, doctors Anna Maria Osorio Mm -hmm. and Kirsten Waller. They interviewed 34 of the staff who had been working in the emergency department that day. And they just used like a standard questionnaire. They found that people who had developed these symptoms, such as loss of consciousness, shortness of breath, muscle spasms, they had certain things in common. They had worked within two feet of her and had handled her IV lines And so they thought, okay, well, these people were the highest risk. Mm -hmm. They got the sickest. They found those afflicted tended to be women rather than men. And they all had normal blood tests after the exposure. So they were like, okay, we think that these people are experiencing just symptoms of mass hysteria. Oh, (laughs) they're women. These are women. We did a test and it was only the women. But these were women saying this. Like women... Doctor, we did a test and it was just them doing their spells. 
Like oh they just God. fell in the spell. Oh my God. It's yeah. the female disease, you know. Yeah. So one of the nurses or one of the doctors, who was Gorchinsky? Uh, Julia. That was the medical Julie, resident. Julie, yes. She denied that she had been affected by mass hysteria. She was like, listen, guys, I'm good. I know. My, I'd be the same way. She's like, I know my body. This is not all in my head. That's she had not, a physical yeah, reaction. Like, that's not what I was doing. After the exposure, she said she spent two weeks in the ICU and she had breathing problems. For two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. She also developed hepatitis and necrosis in her knees. What? Yeah. What year did this happen again? Uh, this was 94. Like, yeah. So two weeks in the ICU in 94. Is what's, yeah. yeah. The Riverside Coroner's Office contacted Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory to investigate all of this. The labs said that Gloria had been using DMSO, which is a solvent used as a powerful degreaser at home as a remedy for pain. So I grew up in the equine industry. We would use DMSO. We would like bolus it into horses. We'd like have it in their bags, squeeze it in. And then like you'd be sitting there with them. You can smell that smell coming from their nostrils. So it goes into their bodies? Yeah. So it was used to pull fluid from their brains, fluid from injuries. Like they would use it a lot of times, like after surgeries. I just remember having to stand there when dad was so it's a degreaser yeah that is safe to inject in horses <laughs> yeah it just doesn't sound like a degreaser or something that should yeah. go in, in pulling anyone. pulling fluid from mm. injuries but it smelled like ammonia yeah it well it had like that like fruity the fruity garlic yeah thing. the garlic i remember definitely the garlic because they're not the horses weren't feeling well they'd just like lean their heads up against you oh. and you'd be like oh god like yeah. hiding your face in your sweatshirt yeah Oh, yeah. So I can see the smell like that all I know personally. Mm -hmm. Like that's what that smells like. That smells like. Yes. So it smelled bad, right? Did it make you sick? Did it make you like it? It didn't. No, I I didn't have any issues with it, but I was so used to it. I mean, an ammonia smell is really awful. Yes. But I do remember dad coming home when I was younger and we would be like, take your clothes off now. Like they stink, like his coveralls and stuff. And we'd have to toss them in on like several washes to get the greasiness out of them. I wonder if something about the cancer or maybe other medications she was taking reacted yeah. to make it have the ammonia. Yeah. Smell? I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. But it says users of this substance do report that it has a garlic like taste. So I'm guessing that it's safe to ingest. I really don't. P.S. Like, don't do this at home. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, we are not. If you are a medical doctors. professional and you all use this as well, not just on equines, please let me know. I mean, okay. it's, uh, It says it's sold in gel form at hardware stores. It also explains the greasy appearance of her body. Like, I guess it had just been, like, coming out of her pores. It says the DMSO in her body's system might have built up urinary blockage, causing her kidney failure. Mm. So they were like, well, maybe, I mean, yeah, she had incurable cancer or whatever but she would be i mean it's stage four cancer yes she's going to be in yeah incredible amount of yes it said then oxygen administered by the paramedics would have combined with the dmso to form uh, dmso2 which is known to crystallize at room temperature and crystals were observed in some of her blood that was drawn Hmm. also electric shocks administered during the defib could have been converted to sulfuric acid Hmm. so that could have caused some of the reported symptoms of dizziness fainting like breathing Mm -hmm. issues so they Gosh, were like, this is crazy. Yes. So then they were like, okay, well then like her blood being drawn and everything that could have caught, like if somebody came in contact with that. It's just amazing to me though, that they did, all they did was draw some blood. Yeah. 
And that released that. I just wonder if it was released. Maybe it was just a timing thing. Like, well, yeah. Also in her breath. Well, yeah. And then like also it coming out of her pores because of the defib. Like, Mm -hmm. I I wonder how aware she was of any of this. Yeah. Could you imagine how scary it must have been if she did know? Right. Like you're saying she was suffering from seizures and stuff too. Yeah. God. All because she was trying to get out of some pain. Yeah. They did CPR for 45 minutes on her. Wow. So it said her family was just like, well, we don't think this is the case. The DMSO? Yeah. Okay. They said it was simply a cover-up by the hospital. The unusual set of circumstances surrounding her death led them to believe the medical staff had made some kind of error and they were attempting to shift the blame onto the patient. Like maybe they injected her with something that something shouldn't have. Yes. I mean, it's... Uh, yes. I, it sounds terrible, but I wouldn't... There are bad people everywhere yep. in every profession. So it says two months after her death, her badly decomposed body was released for an independent autopsy and burial. The Riverside Coroner's Office was just like, the probable cause of the symptoms is maybe DMSO. Mm-hmm. And then it said the family's pathologist was unable to determine a cause of death because her heart was missing and other organs were cross-contaminated. And her badly, her body was just badly decomposed. Where it was had, her heart? I guess they had removed it already mm. whenever they were doing tests. So it said on April 20th, 1994, 10 weeks after her death, she was buried at Olive Wood Memorial Park in Riverside. Well, I wonder about the body being too badly decomposed. Did they not? Did they not store it correctly? Yeah. Like, why would it be yeah. so badly decomposed? Yeah. Maybe they didn't or know where maybe, to store it safely. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Maybe they just didn't have the capacity to do so because I don't know anything about. If you're a coroner, please tell us. But like, how long can you all keep bodies? I mean, we've I guess had stories about yeah, them being unidentified. Kept for yeah. It said some other group of scientists later reviewed the case in 97, and they reached somewhat of an explanation. They wrote in the journal Forensic Science International from researchers at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory. It was a lab for development of nuclear weapons. They had a detail and convoluted chain reaction that could explain the mysterious bout of illness seen that night. Just a series of different... Yeah. I mean, I get... Yeah. They said that... She could have been using the DMSO as a topical pain remedy. They said that it probably reacted with everything. Like I mentioned earlier, you know, it could have crystallized. So they were like, well, you know that we do like this theory. And it is also like a highly poisonous and corrosive gas when mixed with everything that it could have been mixed with. Mm -hmm. But then there's like other theories. The New Times L.A., said that Gloria Ramirez could have been exposed to a precursor of chemicals like... (laughs) <laughs> methylamine, methylamine mm-hmm. used in the production of methamphetamines a riverside county has been reported as one of the largest methamphetamine distribution points in the u.s and as such the theory that the hospital workers they were producing the methamphetamines there and so it was like well maybe they that got into her iv bags and was it was ma- mistaken like given to gloria like they were like smuggling the meth in oh. like iv bags and they accidentally gave her one of the ones that they shouldn't have i'm like how well, are there that many nurses there smuggling that like wouldn't you keep that in a different room if you're like creating meth in a hospital also know. are you creating meth in a hospital or maybe they were just stealing the materials yeah from the hospital to take home but yeah, yeah that's so then it says, well, maybe that mixed with the DMSO caused, like, all of this chemical reactions. I wonder if they went to, like, search her home to see if there was DMSO. Yeah. There. It seems like surely they would have. Yeah, you would think so. But 
It also seems like for a hospital cover-up, it involves a whole lot of people. Yeah. To keep it a secret. Yeah. And at the time, Tom DeSantis, maybe, mm-hmm. the county's coroner spokesperson, said there is a chance that the mystery may remain a mystery. Apparently so. Yeah. Here we are. Gosh. Mystery. History's mysteries. It's terrible. I mean, that's what an awful way to die anyway. Yeah. Like you already have stage four cervical cancer and then that. And then this happens. And especially if she was using DMSO just to try to get some kind of pain relief. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Or the hospital's smuggling drugs. Creating and smuggling drugs. (laughs) All of these options are terrible. All horrible. You're welcome for the terrible, horrible story. Yes. Have a good day. As a side piece. (laughs) Goodbye. (laughs) Send us any of your side piece ideas to witchesmagicmurdermystery at gmail.com. Yep. Or hit us up on Instagram. We love hearing from you all. If you look in the show notes, you'll find links to our Instagram, to Mm -hmm. our Patreon, to the podcast store, and to the the Facebook group. Yeah. So we'd love to see you everywhere. All the places. Goodbye. Goodbye.